Good evening, residents, and welcome to this episode of Nightmare Nobodies. I am Timothy, and I'm joined by my friend Sam as we get together and discuss horror movies. Find a seat as we begin the gathering. Hi, Sam. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm good. Good. Look at we you. Are, I know. We are dressed up for, well, yeah, we're both dressed up for this episode of Beetlejuice. Who are you? Sam. For those that I, can't see. Yes, because we sometimes forget that this is also a audio-based um, uh, podcast and not just video. Um, I am today dressed as Lydia Dietz from Beetlejuice. I almost forgot what bloody movie we're watching. Um, from Beetlejuice, when she goes and gets married to Beetlejuice. And she becomes again? a child bride. A child bride. I know, yeah. Let us... A child bride. Anyways, um, it's a very frilly red dress um, with lots of lace and tulle and satin, I believe. Um, and then I've got a wig on and I've got full makeup. I've got a full, like, Tim Burton beauty queen prom special going on today. Um, it was my morning activity right out of bed. I love it. It's great. I'm here for it. Happy Halloween, How long did it take you to do the um bangs like that the wig came like this oh so okay the, the wig came with a rat's nest i had to trim the bangs up though because they were incredibly long and poking me in the eyeballs Ooh, that's yeah. not a good look um so so the wig has the the signature winona writer lydia deets little triangle fringe going on um and i love it i love it <laughs> and sam You've got a delightful little Beetlejuice shirt on. I do. And uh, I'm not actually like in costume. I just have a Beetlejuice shirt on. And then um, it was a perfect reason for me to pull my hat out. Which I think may be something I do for every episode because it makes doing your hair so much easier. It does. I love it. Um, yes. I love your hat, by the way. It's very fancy. Thank you. Um it is it it's black. Is there like a feather in it or anything? No. Nope. Just a little band. Is it yep, is it a I'm trilby? Very basic. Is it a what? Is it a trilby or was it what is this hat called? What's the style, do you know? Uh it's a hat. It's, it looks like a fedora. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it looks like well, kind of like a wide-brimmed fedora. It's I love it. It's very classy. It's not, it's, it's not as big as Lydia's um like black sun hat that we see her wear in the movie, but similar vibes. That, yeah, that was yeah. And and uh, as a side note, this this Lydia costume has been on my list of Halloween costumes since I was a child. Um, some some years ago, when uh, when I was working retail, I was able to dress up in costume for Halloween, and I did dress up as Beetlejuice. I will put a picture. We'll be putting pictures of this up onto our socials and into the episode, the video episode, um, on YouTube, just to share my shame. Um, <laughs> but I... Is it actual shame if you're willingly sharing it, though? Well, I feel very ashamed of how dumb I look, but it's, it's you, you know, I don't have any awesome. dignity. It was fun. It was <laughs> so much fun. It it was it was the highlight of working at that job because it made everyone's days because it's you know Beetlejuice is so recognizable. Yes. You know, and how many how many people are willing to come into work with like 
splotchy looking green skin. <laughs> I don't know. Me. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, you're the only person I can think of. Unless they're getting paid to do it. Michael Keaton. I was getting paid to do it. <laughs> you didn't get paid to to put on that costume. You just I got, got extra. Work. I got work bulk. Work bucks for it. <laughs> we can use because it's Big good. Baller, they give you they give you like these printed like construction construction paper monies that you could buy at any use at anything in the store. Yeah, yeah. Money to Big buy baller, secondhand man. stuff. It's it was yeah. the life. Yeah, I know. It was. I try not to degrade it by calling it shit, but you know, it was it was it was a time in my life. I'm very excited about this episode today, Sam. And I'm going to really? try not. We, I am very, very excited about this. I can't those. tell. Yes, I know. I, Tim <laughs> hasn't stopped talking for the eight and a half minutes that this episode's been running so far. It's not going to be that long by the time you're listening to it. But the warning's there. <laughs> Speaking of warnings, why mm. don't we go ahead and give our spoiler warning? Yeah. If you haven't seen Beetlejuice by now, go watch it, please. We're going to be spoiling the ever-loving hell out of it. <laughs> yes. And we're going to be uh, deep diving into it, and we're going to discuss it fully at length. And Are we the, deep diving? I thought we were doing no. a speed review. We're doing We're doing a different review, but we're format. we're deep diving into like the ethics <laughs> of a child okay. bride. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so, so there's your warning. If you haven't watched it, please do. Um, it's, it's honestly, it's a PG-8. It's not a PG-13 movie if you rent it on DVD, but if you watch it on TV or if you watch it somewhere where it is censored, because there are censored versions of this movie up there, it is a great movie for the family to watch because it's not that scary. Is it PG-13? I thought it was PG. PG. Oh, yeah, because there's no nudity. It's just a couple of F-bombs, huh? And uh, suggestive motions. Oh, highly suggestive by yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it it's it's a fairly tame. I think it's probably going to be one of the tamest movies we're going to review on this series, unless we review like Halloween Town or Ernest Scared Stupid, <laughs> which you want to review very badly. And uh, Hocus Pocus. <laughs> if we did Hocus, Hocus Pocus. Pocus, that one as yes. well. Um. So, let's get into the IMDb. I'm so sorry. I'm going to keep touching my face because this thing is literally made out of plastic wires. <laughs> and I keep sweating and it's just going to go everywhere. Um, so, the synopsis. The spirits of a deceased couple are harassed by an unbearable family that has moved into their home and hire a malicious spirit to drive them out. Now, where did you get this from, Sam? IMDb. Okay. Um, and I, I love how it, <laughs> it simplifies the whole story a little bit, doesn't it? It does. And it also points out the fact that the title character is not the main character, right? <laughs> right. And yet, so Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis are the stars or mm. they're they're credited as the stars but Bar Michael Barbara. Keaton mm. Michael Keaton and uh Winona Ryder 
just straight up steal the show. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's, I like Adam and Barbara as characters, but I always, Lydia always wound up becoming more of the, like the interest just because she's, she sees both sides. You know, she sees the dead people and she has to deal with living. Um, And that's, that's very fun. I loved Lydia as a kid. Like I was like, we would be best friends. Yes. And in my notes, um, I actually have uh, live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. Um, And I put in my notes, this was the moment I knew as a child that we would be best friends if she was real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, it's, I only, I, I liked Lydia because she wasn't, you know, forced to go outside and she liked, you know, taking pictures of stuff, which I also liked doing back in the day of disposable cameras and parents yelling at you, stop wasting 15 bucks on nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I can relate to that. Oh my gosh. So... Um, oh, and uh, before we get into the movie, movie, I want to talk. I want to shout out Danny Elfman on the soundtrack. This is one of the few soundtracks that I love. I love Danny Elfman. I love Danny Elfman's work on Oingo Boingo in the eighties. Um, like he's one of those musical geniuses that I I will just you know put on and just go to town. You know, it's fabulous. Um, speaking of Danny Elfman. Do you know he's worked on almost 20 uh, Tim Burton projects? That's a lot. Yes. <laughs> so the fun thing is, is the cast list um, of the seven actors who have the most screen time in this movie. Yeah. Only two of them have worked on one single Burton project. Everyone else has worked on more than one? Everyone else has worked on like two to four. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, Not including... Um, actually, no. Including the um, sequel that will come out at some point, depending on when the oh, actor strike ends. Yeah. That is actually in work. I remember hearing about... that. It was in talks. I remember reading articles about it when I was in art school in, like, 2011. Yeah. It's been in talks <laughs> was- for... Ever. We, we we sat in the hallway and we were all very uh, much abuzz about it because we're art school students and of course we're gonna love a Tim Burton film and yeah. we sat there and we discussed it and we were we were decidedly uncertain about if it was gonna happen and then I forgot about it. Uh, so thank you for reminding me that there's a sequel. <laughs> yes, I'm excited about it. Yes, oh, I think um, it's gonna be fun. So then, that, I guess that brings me into my first question. Um, I mean, not question really, but it's got me thinking about the practical effects on the next one, but let's talk about the practical effects in this one because holy cow. Um, I mean, Tim Burton's amazing at (laughs) stylizing practical effects. This is something I noticed throughout the whole movie is his practical effects had his signature style all over it. So even 30 plus years later, mm-hmm. it doesn't look dated. 
No, and it's this kind of like gothic-y art deco bold kind of gothic look, right? Yeah. And it's, um, I don't, oh gosh, I don't know if I've watched a Tim Burton film in the modern era. I mean, other than like old stuff. Um, I think the most modern thing I've watched might have been like Alice in Wonderland <laughs> when that came out. Um, and it's still, you know, I mean, just thinking quickly on that, it's like, it's it still looks very Tim, Tim Burton. Yes. Um, but this is, Beetlejuice is like peak art deco, like 80s mix with like Midwestern wood paneling. <laughs> <laughs> or as they make the joke every time in the, the movie, L.L. Bean catalog. Yeah, I didn't understand that reference. I don't know what it, the L.L. Bean catalog okay, is. Okay, so an L.L. Bean is like the bougie person's outdoor place, right? So they've got like the nice khakis. They've got this nice like shirts and stuff. And it's just like kind of dressy, nice looking. Flannels. It's like country suburban. Yes, yes. Okay. Exactly like that. That's a vibe. It's, For sure. It's literally what I grew up in Fargo. When I was living in Fargo as a kid, like everyone kind of had that vibe. And there was for the longest time actually an LL Bean in Fargo that it was okay. always busy. I wonder if there were any LL Beans down here. Probably I don't not. I, yeah, I don't know. There's like a distinct line where they stop, but um it's it's very outdoorsy. Uh Adam Adam's like um He's a hobbyist, I guess is the word for it. He likes bird watching. Um, he does wood. No, was it wood carving downstairs? Um, I don't know. But he's, it's like he's, model making. Yeah, like yeah. He, he made also an like entire models. model of the town. Yeah, that too. Um, and it's very speaking, rustic. Speaking of that model set, um, the opening scene where like the big the big spiders crawling over the little model of the house and you don't know that it's a model yet. And you're like, Oh my God, that's so big. And then it pulls back and like, it's this tiny, like tiny, tiny spider. And he's like, Oh, big fella. And I'm like, did you not read national geographic? Like, okay, fine. There's, there's no way for you to really know, like, like we do now, how easy it is to like learn about things in other countries and stuff. But like, they had to have bigger spiders in like National Geographic than that one that is not even the size of the palm of his hand. They like, live in Connecticut. <laughs> they live in Connecticut. They don't live where the spiders get big. <laughs> okay. I guess that that's fair. Um, again, don't know what that's like. Living in the <laughs> South, the spiders are big year round. To be fair... <laughs> Our big yep. spiders are like baby spiders in Australia, but you know. Right. Everything's a baby in Australia compared to Australia. <laughs> um, yeah. I I still have trouble, even in this day where like everything's so, so diluted with CGI. Um, I had trouble kind of figuring out, are we in a set? Are we on like, what is it called? A, um, a movie lot? Or are we on, are we on like a camera in the miniature? You know, like when Adam gets shrunk down and then thrown into the miniature when he's trying to stop Beetlejuice. Right. It's like that goes from looking into the miniature, green screening Adam in there, to being on a soundstage. Yes. 
and it's I love it. <laughs> yes. It sounds so simple and I'm like mind blown over this, but it's like it's it's those kind of simple practical effects that you don't get that these days, you know, because how long does it take to build a model of a thing? It depends on the model maker and how detailed it's going to be, I suppose. Right, and it's like it's going to be yeah, it's going to be a lot more money than people are wanting to build and it's like you could just build it and like sculpt up or whatever it's called like 3d render like you can <laughs> um the waiting room is my favorite and yes so I many makeups and juno oh my gosh juno is fierce love her <laughs> even as a kid i was like i want to be like that when i grow up. maybe maybe not the like hole in my throat but like you mm, know yeah oh that's from the from the smoking no nonsense totally what i want to be no juno juno is an icon through this whole film and i wanted to see more of her but i'm i understand why they had to do such little sprinkles of her because it just wear her out you know she's yeah she's she, she's a, a demigod civil servant you know she's able to create <laughs> things in the real world that the uh afterworld people can be affected by can we can we for a quick moment talk about because yes. i think this was so hilarious yes um the way she distracted Beetlejuice, I cackled. Dante's I Inferno. Oh, that's such a good reference, it. though. The seven layers of hell. <laughs> yes, I loved it. I was like, yes, let's go. But, this is funny. But what's worse is that he, he closed down the, the brothel. Homie was there, everyone was gone. The girls had gone home, and brother was just up there, just like, Yep, it's reading the book. <laughs> Speaking of Pazuzu, Sam, you're gonna there die. There was a reference to The Exorcist in this there movie. There was more than one. <laughs> oh, I only heard one. I only caught one. Well, it was, uh, I watched. Exorcist 167 times, and then every time I've seen The Exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it. That's what he says. But I also just count the the uh, every bio exorcism, bio exorcism, every mention of an exorcism. It's it's Pazuzu. All right, so we got sidetracked, as we do. Uh, (laughs) The brothel was great. I love that they made the little, like, um, like it was actually like the brothel was actually added into the little miniature and had lights and everything. Like that was so good. The dinner, yes. Ortho, who I will talk about later, I'm sure, <laughs> um, talked about how like if you commit suicide, you become a civil servant in the afterlife. Yeah. Yeah, he makes that comment after he's read the handbook for the recently deceased, right? Right. Yeah. Um, which Miss Argentina kind of alludes to in the waiting room. Mm. So does that mean that because technically Juno is, I mean, she's caseworker, but she's civil servant. So did Juno off herself? Yeah, I think they would consider smoking herself into an early grave uh, suicide. I feel like that's because, a very gray area. 
It is. But I mean, what other injuries did we see on her other than the hole in her throat? Yeah. So either she slit her own throat or right. she... Also, we need to point out that this movie came out in 86, 87, and every... There's a lot of smoking in this. Oh, There's yes. a lot of smoking. Yep. Like Juno and chain room? smoking. Loved could, that waiting room. It, I could <sighs> smell it. It smells like the smoking section of a Waffle House. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle House. Um, but speaking of that dinner, um, oh, yes. that had to be the most wholesome possession ever. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Adam and Barbara for like making the most party fun possession ever. Like, I want to be at that dinner. I do. I'll take shrimp pans in the face. Mmm. I've had worse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know how to respond to that. Me either. (laughs) I just needed to say something. (sighs) Okay, so is it just me Mm. or does Ortho have such like pick me energy? He... So I think there was a thing going on between him and Delia. What do you mean by because a thing? He Delia would always wind up going, hanging out, spending more time with Ortho, and right. she would outright reject Charles every single time that he'd even like come up with an idea of but anything. I didn't really, I didn't really get like. A thing I'm between not them. Saying romance. Okay. But I'm just saying she's rejecting her husband to hang out with her design friend. Yeah, see, that relationship I got like gay best friend vibes from. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean still, like ma'am, you're living in this house with your husband. Stop making design choices with his dumb nuts and make it a home. With no, because she wants it to be like an art studio. I mean, remember, uh, she said, "If you don't let me gut this house, I will go insane, and I will take you with me." Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't like Delia. I'm sorry, I just don't. Oh, I don't. I love Catherine O'Hara, and I think she played mm. the character beautifully. Yes, I don't like Delia either. No, um, she's great comedic relief. Yes. I felt, I mean, if I felt bad for anyone in this house, it would be Charles. Oh, I felt awful for Charles. Especially at dinner when it was just the three of them and (gasps) Lydia and Delia were in like a battle. And this is, this is, this is Cantonese. I can't believe I'm not eating, you know, or whatever. It's like, ma'am, eat your food or cook yourself. (laughs) Let's. Let your husband enjoy his his Chinese food because, you know what, sometimes you just need it. Sometimes you need that MSG, sometimes you need that sodium, and sometimes you need that bloat. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, yeah. Um. (laughs) I laughed so hard speaking of Delia when uh, Lydia was like, after the dinner, and she was like, "They, they won't come down. Uh, they tried to scare you guys and it didn't work. And Delia said, please, they're dead. It's a little late to be neurotic. And 
In my notes, it says pot meat yes. kettle? Question mark. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! I know. Ugh. I was like, "All right, this is I'm some like, this is some stuff." Ma'am, do you want a link to BetterHelp? <laughs> uh, hopefully, she received that link sometime between the original and the sequel. Hopefully. <laughs> do you think she'll be back? Do you think Charles and Delia will be back? Um, I think Delia will be back. Um. She's the real instigator. I feel like I've... So I've tried to avoid all the spoilers I possibly could, but still you see pictures. And I feel like I've seen a picture of her, but then again, um, that could be wrong. And there's a lot of uh, Shit's Creek stuff that comes across my social media because I am a Shit's Creek fan. I've never um, seen it. Oh my God. <laughs> What is wrong with you? There's a lot. Where do I begin? <laughs> yeah, this isn't a therapy session. Moving on. No. <laughs> but, this is a podcast uh, I, about Beetlejuice. <laughs> I would love it if Delia came back. I think that would be fantastic. What is um, your favorite moment from the movie? Other than the, you know, the Lydia coming, you know, like, they're not, you're not, they're not scared. They're not coming down. So I thought that that was funny. Um, I think my favorite scene is actually at the end. Um, because I love how, um, <laughs> so I don't love how you see that Barbara and Adam are more parental figures to Lydia than her own parents. I do, however, love the relationship between them, um, and the fact that because she got an A in math, uh, they did some fun little, like, ghosty things with her. Yes. Um, so, like, that whole thing, again, wholesome and fun. I also like that Delia <laughs> actually made a sculpture that looks good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Realistic. Yeah. Um, um. But, yeah, that would probably be, like, my favorite. I had such a big issue with um, freaking Charles and Delia letting go of the responsibilities of Lydia to the Maitlands, Barbara and Adam, because it's like, um, we'd rather focus on our own selves and our own careers and our own hobbies than take care of a teenage daughter that um, obviously wants to hang out with the dead people more. I, I also think it's sweet that they still got that thing. The Maitlands got that thing that they were missing in life. Yeah. So I thought and that that was kind of cool. They got that in death finally, which is lovely. Yeah. Um, and I, I appreciate the fact that the Maitlands actually were like, oh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll, we'll take care of you, Lydia. Don't you worry about it. Like, I find that very sweet. And I love that was like my favorite part of the like movie as a kid. I was going to say as a kid, I saw <laughs> it as Lydia's parents suck. Um, yep. To be fair, Delia is her stepmom, but they they yeah. suck at academics, and Barbara and Adam didn't because Charles was like when he heard the music, he was like, "Oh, she must have gotten an A in math," so he knows what's going on. Right. I think they like definitely are more like the real life, like living and financial kind of. 
parental units. You know what? Maybe it's like this. Maybe it is like a blended family where like the parents got divorced (laughs) and remarried. Like that's the kind of dynamic now as an adult that I see. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's, that's how I see it or can see it now is it's more like co-parenting. I love that. Oh, it's uh, yes. Everyone has a role to play. What part did I like? Mm. Oh, I, mm. go ahead. I was just kidding. I like the little gift exchange between Barbara and Adam when they started in the beginning of the movie when they first started off. I know I'm such a sap. Jeez. Glue uh. and wallpaper. I know. It's like so wholesome. It's like these two are staying home for their vacation and, you know, like, they obviously are, like, wanting to try to start a family. They want, they love each other. I don't know how long they've been married, but it's like this, this kind of relationship between these two are, like, something that I really like. And in a movie, in a, in a horror movie especially, because you usually see, like, a lot of fractured couples. I mean, but is this really a horror movie? I feel like it's a dark comedy. Dark comedy, horror, yeah. I mean, a Halloween movie, I guess I should call it. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's like, you, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's yes. good to see that there are people in love and that this, their being in this movie doesn't make that any worse. Or them dying together doesn't in, you know, impact it. Because they still, yes. like, tried to save each other from the sandworms at the end of it. Yes. You know? And I think that's sweet. <laughs> um, another thing that I really like made me giggle um, because um, I don't even know if the store exists anymore, but um, when they call Beetlejuice the second, you know, when she agrees to be his child bride and he says it's showtime. And then he like shows up as like this carnival uh, game or whatever. Yeah. The first thing he says is attention Kmart shoppers. Oh my god. No, that's I I don't even think they made those announcements when I was going like shopping at Walmart as a or Walmart, Kmart as a kid. Oh, they did when when I was going. Like when we would go, there would be like attention Kmart shoppers. Yeah, I'm trying to remember like by the time, you know, Walmart, I mean, stop calling I always do this, I'm sorry. I call Kmart's Walmarts just because it's the same kind of vibe. It's but, the only thing that exists now. Yeah. You know what I think would be really awesome with the sequel? We ended with Lydia and the football players. Yes. And Beetlejuice in the waiting room. It would be yeah. hilarious if the sequel opened and Beetlejuice was still in the damn waiting room. His number just only being called now. Yes. Because <laughs> it was like something like 18 billion. Yeah, it was something absolutely insane. And then they're on like number Like four. the limit does not exist. <laughs> 80s, 80s computers never knew any limits. I don't know. But Delia, wow. according to IMDb, I don't know if I said this earlier, it will be in the sequel. Yes. Yes, you did say that. Um, okay. Uh, all Sears are closed physical locations, but the, the, the like appliance repair is still like a thing. Oh, okay. That like makes the sense. heating and cooling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because, like those are still trained professionals. Um, 
but can you buy stuff from Sears still, like online? Yeah, yeah. There's there's still a website. They still have sales. Okay. And so it Bed and Bath and Beyond went the way of Sears then. Oh, I mean that's probably for the best. Anyways, let's stop talking about moving shopping. on. <laughs> Why does that matter? <laughs> we went from Kmart. Strangest tangent to date. What other final thoughts do you have about this film? I have one question. Okay. Did Beetlejuice commit suicide? Because remember, Juno said that he was her assistant. He was, right. He must have at some point. I mean, he had to have. I mean, we haven't, I mean, for better or for worse, we haven't seen his whole body. So we don't know if he's missing appendages or like, you know, big gashes in his body or, you know, cut wounds or. Yes, we have. Or do you mean without clothes on? Ew. Without clothes, like skin. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, or he could no, have OD'd. He could have. Yeah. Frick. Um, I mean, and he's also <laughs> kind of mentioned, like, he's sort of like a demon. Which I don't even understand how that works. I love the whole, um, what was the line? Um, for each exorcism, get a free demon possession. Oh, Yeah. That, when he's I, that like one was funny playing too. the Beetlejuice TV commercial. I love yeah. that bit so much. It's so funny. Um, I okay. So as I've probably already established, I watch this movie a lot. It was on almost every month somewhere on the television on cable, and I was inevitably there watching at any point it came on. You know, I love Michael Keaton in this film so much. I had the most ridiculous crush on him. From this movie of all things. Like, Timothy, how weird are you? That's how weird. We've established we that, like... <laughs> Eons ago, Tim. I figured out that there might be something wrong with me when I realized I was attracted to the killers <laughs> in a yeah. slasher movie that I will not yeah. name. We'll save that for another... We'll save that for that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't spoil it. <laughs> So that's kind of been our thing. We get like uh, grab bags, uh, mystery bags, what whatever you call them. Yeah, uh, I got I some that. Beetlejuice ones. Um, I don't have them in front of me. Uh, I got two shrimp hands and a Lydia. Not a red dress Lydia, though. Just Otherwise, I would Lydia. be mailing that one to you. Oh. I don't know. Two shrimp hands. Make a pair of gloves. Okay. So... <laughs> I thought that we could maybe. What was that? With the shrimp hands, you're doing a dance. This this podcast is really best watched because I know I'm so sorry. I'm so wiggly. I'm so wiggly, and I'm no. Such a... It's so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I thought since we were doing this in a different format this week, yeah. Um, that I would include kind of something a little different. Okay. Um, so you know how the, I am the asshole or am I the asshole? Uh, I am one, but <laughs> <laughs> am I the asshole? Reddit threads are really popular and people mm -hmm. will read them and give commentary and stuff like that. Yes. So yes. I thought I would do a version of that, um, where we, Read some little snippets from reviews, um, 
and discuss if we agree or disagree or just laugh um, because they're funny, you know, whatever. I think I only have like five or six this time. Um, I, love so I love this idea. <laughs> I took all of these reviews from IMDb. Mm -hmm. um, and so we'll start on a high note. Uh, so this one, they gave Beetlejuice eight out of 10 stars. And it says, this is a great movie to simply watch and enjoy. No need to think or analyze. Just enjoy the silliness and cool factor of this nice film. I love it. I'm here for it. That's that's the review I would give. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, except for maybe a nine. It's accurate because I don't feel that you can really... Like, there is a... You have to go into a Tim Burton film knowing that it's not going to make sense most of the time. <laughs> right? But it's going to make sense. Like, it's not realistic, but it's going to be fun. And it's a mm -hmm. good, like, movie that you can just throw on and shut your brain off. Right. Yeah. It's... So for those of us with anxiety, it is a good movie choice. Right. And you can also just keep it on playing in the background and you don't even have to pay attention to it. You can, like, wander in, like, 20 minutes later and go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I have, like, four TV shows that I do that with. <laughs> I um, have do you to want have me to the read TV the... on. Do you want me to read the next one? Yeah, sure. Okay. Eight out of ten. Cheesy, creepy, a little gross, and funny. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree that it's a little gross. Oh, when he's, like, digging the stuff out of his pockets? Yeah, I guess. Yes, and also when he Child kisses bride. Barbara... Oh, <laughs> I was like, Bleh. but yeah, child bride, gross. Yeah, that too. So five out of 10 stars for this next one. It says, despite an interesting premise and several impressive, unsurprisingly strange sight gags, Beetlejuice isn't really all that engaging. Well, I know you're um, going to disagree, but you have to say why. Maybe we should call a stick removal service for this person. Um, oh, there's another one. Sounds like they've got it lodged sideways. Um, I don't... Um, I think this person was looking for a Wes Anderson film. <laughs> and not, you know, a funny jaunt into giggle bush land. <laughs> yes. There. That's my opinion. <laughs> Nine out of ten stars. Uh, Beetlejuice helped demonstrate Burton's ability to make dark and somber setups into funny romps that can still make for some spectacular stuff on the big screen. Agreed. Oh, yeah. I mean, because there are there were some pretty dark setups in this, like the whole like the like reviving the dead corpses of the Maitlands to be witnesses to Beetlejuice marrying Lydia, a child. Well, and it's like these that wasn't corpses the... are decaying, and it's like it was kind of like the least fun and happy, lit, brightly lit thing. It was like dark, and Lydia's like, I don't want to do this anymore. They weren't raised for that reason. No, but they okay. But Beetlejuice kept them there just because you know why? Uh, yeah. Since you're here, anyways, you know. Um, 
I keep getting the bad ones. So this Aww. is two out of ten stars. It says, has Burton's style all over it. It's a shame that the script is poor and there are few laughs to be found. <laughs> I think they need a tree service removal. No, but I can yeah. understand how, like, for some people, this humor isn't funny, right? Yes. Like, my husband loves The Office. I hate it because I don't find the Michael Scott humor funny. Mm, I see. I find it uncomfortable and it makes me anxious. Mm. So, like, I can understand how, like, humor is mm, humor is subjective uh, yeah. in a lot of ways. But I kind of felt like this was not... It's not highbrow humor. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. No. And as I said, it's like this stuff is on television a lot. It's like I watch, like, you know, did parents would park their kids in front of this. You know, parents would just drop me off in front of a TV and playing Beetlejuice and be like, yeah, all right, have fun. I'll see you later. Right. It's like, it's funny. It, it doesn't have to make sense. And it's just act, you know, it's engaging for the eyeballs. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it is. Um, Good. You get a bad one now, too. I know. I was just going to say, Sam, you didn't get all the bad ones. Six out of ten. Revisiting can be a bit disappointing. And I... I think... Probably because it... It's very dated looking. We should See, say and that. See, I don't find it to be as dated as other movies from that time. No. I mean... But I... I guess it's like there's no computers and there's no phones. It's like no one can call for help. I don't I don't know what could be disappointing about this room because I'm based. Timothy just knocked something over. No, I needed to mute so I didn't flip my thing again and blow everyone's ears out with the paper oh, flipping. I already did that. Um, so <laughs> I understand where they're coming from. Like if you saw this movie as a young child, like mm. especially like I saw it in the 90s, so, like, everything looked a little more state-of-the-art. Yeah, more um, recent. Yeah. So, like, if you watched it as a child and you watched it a lot as a child and then say you didn't watch it again from the time you were, like, 13 until you were in your, like, you know, 20s. Mm. I can understand how that revisit would hit different. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. In, in in that case, yeah. Um, so, like, it's a valid point. There are going to be people that think that. I'm not one of those people that thinks that, though. I still find it just as fun. Let me let me read this next one, so that way you can at least get a good one in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got the first good one in. I know. But this one's a 1 out of 10, so... 1 out of 10. I don't get the point to the film at all. Very boring. Again, it's one of those, like, humor things. Or maybe they humor. just don't have an attention span. I mean, yeah. this movie was filmed in a time where society's attention spans were really different. Yeah. I mean, you don't you have to pay attention fully to this movie like you do, like The Exorcist. But you do... You, you know, miss it does a help lot if you don't pay attention to it, though. Right. If you're scrolling on Twitter or whatever, you're gonna miss some stuff. So. Oh, for sure, for sure. And then our last one, 
this week is eight out of 10 stars. Honestly, not sure how this got a PG rating because it has one of the best F-bombs ever. Seriously, ever. Yes, yes. Um, I <laughs> I didn't realize it had an F-bomb until this watching, actually. Because I don't always watch it, it on, on TV. Cable. Yes, yeah. like TNT. Same. And they always, they always do things like melon farmers, you know, for the MF words. Yeah. And so it's like, or or whatever, they just completely cut it. And it's like, I've never realized it. So when I was watching it, you know, watching it with my dad the other night, I literally went, because <gasps> <laughs> I was so shocked. I'd never heard him say that word before. I was like, oh, what movie am I watching? <laughs> what the That's so funny. I was so offended for like eight-year-old me. <laughs> I felt gypped. <sighs> Like, child me, my inner child was like, this would have been so much better. All right. Now it's time for rating uh-huh. this week's movie. What do you give it? One out of five jack-o'-lanterns. Five. <laughs> I knew you were going to say five. I Listen, as I've said many times now, I love this movie. I will watch it forever. It is, like, it's not even just a comfort film. It's like if I want something with a good soundtrack, something that'll make me giggle, and something nice to look at, this movie has it. And right. it's perfect for, especially for Halloween, but like the lead up to Halloween, on New Year's, whenever. Even in marriage. For marriage, we'll watch it at the end. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> um... <sighs> Don't worry it's about hard. offending me. No, I'm not. So, I, for nostalgia purposes and the fact that I still think it's just as beautifully done as when I saw it as a kid, like, Tim Burton's style is very unique. Um, And Catherine O'Hara, even though I don't like Delia, it's freaking hilarious. Mm -hmm. So, as much as, like... I hate giving perfect scores because nothing's perfect. I am going to have to give this one uh, five jack-o'-lanterns as well. Yay! We'll have to do like confetti or something. like. A... <laughs> I mean, for like the video and then like right. confetti. So. Yay! We both gave it a five out of five, which is kind of unusual as of yet because you and I kind of go like, you know, op- like just bounce between we- balancing we do. Um, we so also question- both look at things differently. Yes. <laughs> we score movies differently. Mm-hmm. Rate uh, movies. We don't score movies. Yeah. That's Danny Elfman's job. Yeah. Well, any, um, any parting thoughts, Sam? No. No. Not that I can think of. All right. Well, we shall get all of this images up onto the Instagram and we shall be posting all of those associated links into the descriptions of whatever format you're listening to this through, however you're listening to it. Thank you for listening. Um, we haven't, we don't really say that a lot, I don't think, but thank you for listening to today's episode. Um, it, this is going to be our little shorter reviews. What are we calling them? Speed reviews? 
quick reviews? Yeah, for now we'll call them speed reviews unless until we can figure out um, mm. something different name. because while it's faster than our other reviews, right? Still yeah. not very speedy. <laughs> we are we've got our plates full with all sorts of stuff, but we are working our very hardest to get all of this out to you so you can enjoy it during the height of spooky season. Um, and if you have any movie recommendations, feel free to comment. Comment, email us. We'll put our emails into the uh, description box as well because we also like a good... Because you can't comment on Spotify. Touche honky. So, um, yes, thank you all once more. Um, and we shall see you again next time. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for joining us this evening. Please, go out and be spooky. We'll be here waiting. Didn't see that coming.